Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hi, race fans. It's another exciting week in the world of racing and motorsports. And as always, here on Southern Race Week, we get you up to speed on everything you need to know. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and of course, as always, setting high top of the pit box, keeping me straight and in line is none other than Alfie. Alfie, how are you doing, brother? Doing good, WB. Glad to be with you again this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday, William, as, as you know. This fine, radio broadcast, yeah, as, as this fine radio broadcast, which is syndicated along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network, is also available as a podcast every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So if you want to hear or you miss out on this week's edition, you can hear it again on Monday, or you can go back through our archives and listen to some of the fine, excellent broadcasts that William and I deliver to you every single week here on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And while you are there, please subscribe, rate us, leave a comment, let us know what you think about the program or anything we need to uh, maybe change up a little bit for you. So feel free to leave your comments, rate us, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, once again, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But another great tidbit of information, William, is that we are also available on social media. And you love doing the social media thing because apparently, as we learned last week, is that your wife has uh, tagged your Instagram page to our <laughs> Facebook page. So, yes. so basically, when you post something on your Instagram page, it's also forwarded and posted on our Facebook um, page I, as well. Is that, is that correct, sir? I, I'm sorry. I, I, I did not know that. Um, I thought it was going to hers because I wanted to try to look like husband of the year and somehow or another, she changed it on my phone to where it goes and posts up to Southern race week. You know, it looks like I'm trying to brag on myself or something like that. No, no, no. I, I find it, I find it entertaining to see when I'm looking at the, uh, Southern race week Facebook page and I see these very interesting, uh, pictures and things that you do on your free time. I mean, the only thing that can make it better is if you could forward it to our Twitter page as well, because, uh, Maybe some of the people who are on who are on our Facebook page might want to be able to see all those interesting things on uh, on Twitter as well, William, because I find it very interesting. You know, I get to learn a little bit more about you by because uh, you know I don't do the Instagram thing, so I don't know what yeah, uh, yeah. what that's all about. Well, uh, big congratulations to one of our Facebook followers, Southern Race Week, Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week, Chrissy Rich. Speaking of one of my posts, Chrissy Rich. Um, won a $250 gift card to buy groceries. What? That's right. She won a $250 gift card. We calling it the fill your fridge contest. And, um, it's, uh, being presented by 1-800 truck wreck. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they've given us $5,000 to give away to 20 different people at 250 bucks pop. And we are giving people a chance, and you can check it out on uh, Southern Races Facebook page. $250 worth of groceries, and we're giving away $5,000 worth of them. And congratulations to Chrissy Rich out of Marietta, Georgia, for being one of our winners. So congratulations. In just a few moments, we'll be speaking with the main man in charge over at Darlington Raceway, 
Mr. Kerry Tharp as we get set to kick off the playoffs at uh, Darlington here next week. And then also a playoff preview with William Barber and myself. We'll break down the races that will be in the playoffs and also make our prediction of who will win the championship this year. And then also Christopher Bell, NASCAR Cup Series driver who will be in the playoffs this year with Joe Gibbs Racing, driving that number 20 machine. He'll be joining us as well and give us his thoughts as he gets set to enter into the playoffs and hopefully win a championship this year in 2021. So all that coming up for you this week on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. This is Leah Pruitt, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's South. We continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we're really excited and fired up here. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be heading to Darlington Raceway to kick off the 2021 NASCAR playoffs. And I'm very excited and very honored to have the time to speak with the main man in charge of everything that goes on at Darlington Raceway. He is the main man. He's the one who runs everything. And he's coming to us live from his beautiful plush office right there at Darlington Raceway. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in through the Food Depot phone line, Let's welcome in Mr. Kerry Tharp. Mr. Tharp, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. You become a friend of the show, and we always appreciate your time. I know you're extremely busy getting ready to welcome NASCAR Nation to Darlington, as I like to refer to the Wrigley Field of NASCAR, and we always appreciate your time and and thank you so much for joining us here on the program this week, sir. Well, Alfred, thanks for having me. Uh, look forward to uh, our, our race here in about a week and a half here at Darlington Raceway, where we're working extremely hard to get everything uh, scheduled and, and taken care of, and, and really look forward to uh, uh, to the events ahead. We've got all three national series going to be here on property uh, September 4th and 5th, uh, including a doubleheader on Sunday. September 5th with the truck series and then the 72nd running of the Southern 500. So that's that's going to be very, very exciting. And that's a lead-off race for the playoffs. And so a great event that we're looking forward to. We always enjoy having our fans on property. We're glad that we're able to bring fans back to the racetrack uh, in full force in the grandstands and in the campgrounds. And so, um, you know, it's going to get here quick, but we're certainly looking forward to it. Now, I had the opportunity to, to travel to uh, Darlington Raceway a few years ago, and I got to tell you, you feel the goosebumps and the chills when you drive through, through that tunnel and enter into the facility because Darlington Raceway is one of the few tracks out there in the circuit that has so much history. I mean, basically, is where the NASCAR's roots and beginnings are right there at uh, Darlington. So, so for some of our listeners who've never had the opportunity or the pleasure of heading to Darlington to check out a race. Tell us a little bit about the history of Darlington and how significant the, the track is to NASCAR's history. Well, you know, Alfred, it's the it's the second oldest track on the circuit behind Martinsville. This track was built in the late 1940s 
first event was here in 1950 with the Southern 500, and they anticipated a crowd of about 7,000, and lo and behold, they had about 22,000 people storm the gates here. And so ever since then, it's it's been one of the crown jewel events here at NASCAR. Everybody wants to win the Daytona 500, and, and rightfully so. That's our sports Super Bowl. But then I tell you, right behind that is the uh, is the Southern 500, and it is it is so highly revered and, and so highly uh, respected by by uh, uh, people in the industry, by drivers, by. Uh, uh, fans, by media, by teams, by owners, by sponsors, and uh, I think you alluded it to uh, to it earlier. This is kind of like the Wrigley Field of NASCAR. Uh, we pay a lot of respect to this place. We treat it with a lot of respect, and and uh, we just look forward to having having a couple good uh, uh, days of racing here. Now, as I was checking out your social media sites, it looks like you guys have been doing a little bit of work. You guys did some repaving around the track and with such an old facility like that tell me about the difficulties of making sure you're keeping it up to standard even though it is an old facility you guys do a, a really great job of keeping the place up to date the track surface great for some great racing so the, discuss with me the responsibilities you have of making sure that you keep the track nice and uh, smooth and raceable for the NASCAR Cup Series and the other series that come into your facility. Well, you know, you make a great point. We have two real big weekends on our schedule this year. We had one over Mother's Day, and then now we've got one coming up Labor Day weekend, and, and we're excited about that. And it takes takes a lot of work, a lot of people pulling on the same piece of rope to get the facility looking like you want it to look. We did have a little uh, patch job done out, out in turn two. I think it's it's going to be fine. We really didn't have any choice out there because some of the track was coming up. We kept trying to repair it and put Band-Aids over it for the last three or four years, and it wasn't going to be a long-term solution. So we think that this one will, and... Uh, but uh, I, I think it's going to be just fine. I think you're still going to see the same tire wear. I think you're still going to see the same strategy that comes into play when you're trying to win that long race, that 500-mile race here on September the 5th is, is going to be a handful for the drivers and, and certainly uh, one that they want to win because it will it will uh, advance them into the next round of the playoffs if you win September 5th at Darlington if you're a playoff driver. So we're very, very excited about that and look forward to that. Speaking with Kerry Tharp, the uh, main man in charge over at Darlington Raceway, as we get said to kick off the playoffs here in 2021. And you just mentioned it a couple of moments ago that this year you guys were able to host two races. Your throwback weekend, which is normally on Labor Day weekend, you guys did the first race uh, during Mother's Day weekend. So very exciting. How excited were you and the rest of the uh, Darlington crew to know that you'd be getting uh, two events this year in 2021? Well, we were very excited, Alfred. You know, we actually brought live sports back to this country in May of 220 when we had uh, races here at Darlington uh, in, in the throes of the pandemic. And and then uh, to get the schedule come out late last year and to find out that we actually were going to have two race dates for the first time since 2004 was very, very exciting for us. It's a big responsibility. It's something we take very, very seriously. It's something that we want to pull put all of our blood, sweat, and tears into and, and make it happen. And, and so it's certainly, a, a, you know, a great opportunity, but also a responsibility for us to uh, uh, to put on these events and, and make it as uh, best that we can for our fans. And as you mentioned as well, you guys will be kicking off the playoffs here in 2021. How exciting for that. You got uh, Daytona, which is always an exciting race. And then you head on to Darlington, talking about opposite ends of the spectrum as far as going from Daytona to 
the Darlington, but you nailed it right there. You know, if they win that race, they advance to the next round. So there's a lot that's uh, on the line here at uh, Darlington, especially to kick off the playoffs. And how sweet is it not only to have uh, another race on the schedule, but for the last few years, you have been the opening race uh, for the playoffs. So uh, how exciting is that to know that you guys kick off the playoffs there at uh, Darlington uh, this year as well? It's very exciting uh, to know that we kick off the playoffs, uh, Alfred. Uh, you know, uh, our, our fans love great racing, and and, and we know we're going to get the best of the best. Uh, you know, we love having our, our event on Labor Day. Uh, that's kind of a, uh, a true tradition here at Darlington. And so to be able to keep our race on Labor Day, to be able to lead off the playoffs is, uh, is really all you can ask for. And then, you know, also earlier in the day, we have the uh, Camping World Truck Series which will be the second race of its playoffs uh, coming in. So uh, we look forward to, to having that double hitter on Sunday. And then on Saturday, we've got the Sport Clips Aircuts FW200 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. That's always a wild and woolly race. So we look forward to that as well. But yeah, leading off the playoffs in the Cup Series is a big deal. And also the community of Darlington. I mean, it's just a great city. As I said, I've been there once to to check out a race, and the community is so supportive, as you said. As far as the local economy and the money that you guys bring in from the NASCAR nation that comes in and settles in in Darlington and makes it the capital of NASCAR for uh, the weekend, uh, as far as the local economy and the local people, how has the community uh, rallied around you guys to, to, you know, to entertain and welcome in these, these great fans to your facility and the city? Well, yeah, I tell you, we do have great fans here. Uh, our fans have been very resilient, very loyal, and very patient during this pandemic. Uh, you know, there was uh, that whole year of 2020, we weren't able to have any fans here at the race uh, to speak of. So uh, it's been very, very exciting uh, to be able to have them back. I think they're excited about being back on our property, and uh, we're going to do all we can to put on a great show for them. And you'll be at full capacity, correct? So you'll have the grandstands full and, and campgrounds full? Is right. That, That's yes. right. We are at full capacity. Our, our infield and camping will be full. So, uh, you know, we're, we're excited. And, and if uh, fans that are out there listening uh, haven't bought their tickets yet, we, we encourage them to do so and, and come to Darlington next week. Well, uh, we're really excited, and as I said, for our listeners here in the Atlanta area, and especially those along the uh, far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network that are uh, listening in along the southeast. Uh, plenty of tickets are still available to check out some history there at the Southern 500. I'm saying, I'm telling you, uh, this is definitely one of those tracks you want to uh, check off on your uh, list of tracks to visit. And if our listeners do want to make arrangements, get their campground sites, and head on out there to Darlington to enjoy a great weekend of racing, where can they go to get information and to get tickets? Yeah, best place is to go to our website. That's DarlingtonRaceway.com, DarlingtonRaceway.com, or they can call 866 866- Four five nine seven two two three. That's eight six six four five nine seven two two three. And one of our ticket uh, agents will take care of them. So I encourage fans if you haven't been to Darlington before, you need to try it out. I I, I definitely agree with you too, Mr. Tharp. Uh, you guys allowed me to come in and hang out and and enjoy the the history. As I said, when you walk in that tunnel, you walk through that uh, area and come into the track, you just feel the the great history of that track and all the great drivers that have taken their uh, laps around that uh, track as well, especially especially Throwback Weekend. i got to strongly recommend you head out there for Throwback Weekend because it's just so much fun to watch those old-school cars and all the great Hall of Famers that come out and participate in all the events there at Darlington during uh, 
throwback weekend, and it's awesome. And and Mr. Tharpa, thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again this week on Southern Race Week Radio. You're such a great friend of the show. We appreciate all you do for us here at Southern Race Week Radio, and uh, good luck to you as you welcome NASCAR Nation uh, to Darlington Raceway here in just a few weeks. Hey, thanks, Alfred. Always glad to be on your show, and uh, hope to get, see you again sometime soon. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, here every single week in a week out uh, on Southern Race Week Radio Standard Southern Race Week Podcast, we get you up to speed on everything you need to know, and then we give you uh, insight from professionals that are in the motorsport industry, and every once in a while, Alfie lets me talk. This week, uh, kind of excited because, uh, Alfie, we're going to break it down and um, talk about the, uh, the the final races in the chases to see who you think and who I think is going to come home with the championship. Labor Day weekend is when the playoffs will start at Darlington, Williams. So we're going to break down the 10 races that are going to be involved in the playoffs. And then at the end of this, we'll give our prediction of who we think will win the 2021 Cup Series championship. Now, we'll start with the first three races that will open up the round. And as we mentioned, Darlington will be uh, one of those races. And then uh, following that, we'll be heading to Richmond and then uh, Bristol. So that will be the third race in that first round. And, of course, as you know, traditionally, once we get to that third race, we're going to eliminate four drivers from the playoff picture. Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol will be the uh, first races on that schedule. And then following that, William, will be uh, traveling to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That'll kick off the second round of the playoffs. And these are going to be some three great tracks for this next round. We've got Las Vegas. Then we head to Talladega. And then the Charlotte Roval will take place. And that'll be the three races on the second um, round of the playoffs. And then after the Charlotte uh, Roval, we'll eliminate four more drivers from the playoff contention. And then the third round of the playoffs, the series will head over to Texas Motor Speedway, Kansas Speedway, and then Martinsville. So really cool that we have a, a, a short track to eliminate four drivers in the first round, a road course in the second round, and then another short track for the third round as Martinsville will um, eliminate four more drivers. And then the championship race will take place on Sunday, November 7th at Phoenix Raceway for the second time. They did it last year as well as Phoenix. So uh, Phoenix will be the last race on the schedule. And then, of course, the final four will battle it out. And whoever can uh, win or at least get higher than the other three drivers will come away with the championship. So these should be uh, 10 very exciting races to see on the schedule. Chase Elliott is the defending champion. He won last year. A lot of drivers and a lot of people don't think he'll have the opportunity to repeat, but, um, you know, it's a different playoff picture than we had last year because no one really is uh, dominating. Last year, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick pretty much dominated the series last year. A lot of people had Kevin Harvick winning the championship because I think he had like eight or nine wins last year, but Chase Elliott was able to win races when he needed to and won the final race at Phoenix to win the championship. You know, you've seen the playoff picture. You've seen what's going on. Kyle Larson is the highest winning driver this year with five wins on the season. So uh, I guess a lot of people are going to think Kyle Larson is your front runner to win a championship. But, William, I'm giving you an opportunity. What do you think about the championship race, and who do you think might come away with the cup this year? Well, this is what you got to look at. You've got a lot of short tracks on 
the final races. And when you look at Kyle Larson, he is a mile and a half track guy. Okay. So he, if, if it was Atlanta motor speedway, if there was uh, there was more Charlotte in there, then I would give him a great shot. Now, if Kyle Larson can make it all the way to the Roval and win, it'd be great, but it's not a short track. It's a Roval course. So that means I'm going to lean more toward our good buddy, Chase Elliott to win that race, making it that far down in, get back to Texas. Then you're talking maybe uh, Larson, Kansas, Larson, Martinsville. You talk Martinsville, you might as well just go ahead and put Kevin Harvick, put Kyle Bush, put some guys in there that are used to bumping, beating, and banging around and put them in there as being great contenders on, you know, getting it done, making sure they save their car to the very end. And then, of course, you know, you've got the wild card in there with Talladega. It's going to be a flip all and see who all can make it, who all can be there at the end. Because as you get down, like you say, at the end of Martinsville, it's done, it's done. They might as well just put those four cars out there with a bunch of uh, bunch of dirt race model drivers and let those four drivers try to win that way because it's it's over at that point. And, you know, I, I really, I really got to hope and dream about a, a two-peat, a repeat. I want to see Chase win it so he can have his place and his time on the NASCAR stage and get his trophy like everybody else has done over the years. So who are your picks, Alfie? Who do you think is going to be there at the end and it's going to win it all? Well, I, you know, just a hometown person myself, I, I believe Chase Elliott will uh, repeat. The road courses is when he dominates, and there's only one road course race on the schedule, which is the Charlotte Roval, which he has won previously. I'm going to pull for Chase Elliott, the hometown boy. That's who I'm going to go with. Who are you picking there, William? I am going to, uh, you know, sympathy pulls me with, uh, with Chase for sure, um, and I'm going to make sure that, uh, that I keep my eye on um, Kyle Larson. I mean, you know, he's he is a he's definitely something to deal with. He is, um, you know, he's he's walking away with with a lot of wins this year. He's got a lot to prove because this is his first full time back in the series after being suspended for a while. So Kyle Larson's got a lot to prove, and you got to remember Kyle Larson is teammates with Chase Elliott. But if it comes down to stamina. And you know somebody who's going to guarantee to be there at the win at the end. Uh, you know you got to go back to some of those uh, names you know with Kirk Bush, Kyle Bush, with some of the folks that still have an outside chance. Because this weekend at Daytona, it could be anybody's race. So you could literally have somebody who is not in the chase win this weekend, and boom, be a whole new factor. Because, again, it's not who wins the last lap. It's not who wins the first race of the season. It's who wins the last race of the season and's in there for the top four that wins the championship. So that's, that's my thoughts. And also, William, all four drivers for Hendrick Motorsports are in the playoffs. Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, as well as William Byron. So you could probably put your money on maybe one of those Hendrick Motorsports cars 
uh, coming away with that uh, championship. So it should be exciting. And as we get look, uh, looking forward to the playoffs beginning at Darlington. Hey, this is Brandon Hutchison, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. You're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. As we are honored and blessed to have another great guest joining us on the program this week from an undisclosed location somewhere in the United States of America. Let's head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line and welcome in the NASCAR Cup Series driver, ladies and gentlemen. He's getting ready for the playoffs here soon. It's Mr. Christopher Bell. Mr. Bell, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on here. No problem. So uh, before we get rolling here, I always have a couple of questions I'd love to ask the drivers. I know you hear all these same questions over and over again, so I try to like to mix it up a little bit. And one of the main questions I love uh, asking drivers, because it really says a lot about your your personality, is when you go to a race and you do your introductions and they introduce you, um, most of the times they play generic music and you come out and whatever. Um, There's a few races where I guess you get to pick the song you come out to. So let me ask you, if you had a walk-up song, that you could have every time you're introduced at a race weekend, what, what song would it be that you would come out to every, every week? Man, that's a good question. And uh, I've always had, I don't think I've ever gotten the opportunity to pick out, pick a walkout song yet, but remember the name by Fort Minor. Um, that's the song that I remember listening to as a young, young kid. And uh, yeah, that's kind of been the song that I picked, had picked out. And I'm always curious because I played sports. I was a soccer player in high school and I always had a routine and a thing I did to get ready for a game. When you're getting ready for a race, because I know there's so much going on. You got press you're dealing with. You got fans who are, you know, wanting autographs and things like that. But when you're getting focused and getting ready, what what do you do to get yourself um, ready and and focused on what you need to do that day? Yeah, I mean, our schedules are, uh, you know, sometimes they're busy, sometimes they're not busy. So um, it's it's kind of a little bit different week by week, depending on what we have going on. But um, typically I'll always have a, you know, a little bit of time right before the race. And, and, you know, that time is dedicated to making sure that I eat properly, get, make sure I, I have the right nutrition and, and hydration in myself. And um, then just spending time, you know, going over notes and, and maybe some in-car videos. If it's a track that we haven't been to for a while, talking to my crew chief. So uh, just a lot of, finalizing, making sure that I'm well aware of the, the details of the race and um, making sure that I'm as prepared as I can be going into it. Now, I know when I'm at a race weekend and you're speaking about eating and, and making sure you have the right food, I, I'll admit I don't eat really well when I'm at a race weekend, a lot of burgers, a lot of hot dogs, stuff like that. For a meal for you, when you're getting ready for a race, what kind of meals do you have yourself for eating when you're at a race? Yeah, just anything that's really clean. You know, I try to stay away from fried foods. Uh, and, and a lot of chicken. I, I really enjoy chicken. So it's something that's easy for me to eat and healthy um, rice or potatoes to get a carb in me. Uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, just try and stay away from definitely uh, fried foods and, and sugar for sure. And, um, you know, you're getting ready for the playoffs soon here in a few weeks, which is really exciting to you. Congratulations. Now you were fortunate enough to win your, your race early on in the season. You run it at the uh, Daytona road course, which was the the second race of the year. So you knew pretty much all year long that you had, you were going to be in the playoffs and you were safe for you. Isn't it, an, isn't it an advantage winning early, knowing that you'll be in the playoffs. Obviously we need to continue to race to get bonus points and all that kind of stuff. But was it, is it 
easier for you to know that early on in the year you're you're going to make you're automatically knowing you're going into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but one thing is it dramatically changes your outlook and your uh, goal going forward from race to race. So uh, I think our regular season points position has hurt a little bit because we were able to win early on in the season. And, you know, it, it changes your strategies going into the races. So uh, like our stage points is really, really down because, you know, we're not focused on stage points. We're focused on trying to maximize our finishing position and stuff like that. So um yeah, it just changes your outlook, and, and I'm thankful that we were able to win early on, for sure. Speaking with the driver of the number uh, 20 Toyota, Christopher Bell, for Joe Gibbs Racing here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio, and you have the great honor of working with Joe Gibbs. I mean, we know what a legendary Hall of Famer he is, not only in NASCAR Hall of Fame, but the NFL Hall of Fame. For you to have the ability to work with him and learn from him and him guide you, how has that helped you in your career as far as being with Joe Gibbs and developing there with him? Yeah, it's been been really cool. And, you know, ever since I started driving for the coach himself in the Xfinity series, you know, I knew that this is where I wanted to be. So uh, I hope I'm here for a long time. And, you know, I'd love nothing more than to finish out my career with him. Now, your job is crazy. You're basically every every week from, you know, February to Thanksgiving, you're racing, you're in the shop, you're, you know, you're developing your skills, you're learning about this track and that track. And you have the benefit of having two weeks off this year for the Olympics. I had a nice long break uh, before this late kind of five race run. Um, when you're during that two week period, or maybe during the off season, what do you like to do to kind of decompress and and maybe just get a little relief and and unwind a little bit? Yeah. So for me, I, I love dirt track racing. So you know that's what I spend a lot of my off time doing is uh, going back, returning to my roots, and and going out to the dirt tracks across the United States and. Uh, racing as much as I can. And speaking of the dirt track racing, you guys did the dirt track race over at Bristol earlier this year, and that's something that they're going to bring back for next year. Um, what were your thoughts of dirt racing in the Cup Series? Because they hadn't done it in such a long time, and you said you enjoyed during the dirt racing. A lot of young kids kind of got your your feet wet during dirt, dirt racing before you got up to the concrete or whatever. Uh, for you, what were your thoughts of that first dirt race in Bristol and, and what do you and what did you take away from it yeah I I enjoyed it I thought it was really cool and hopefully that NASCAR and Bristol Motor Speedway learned some um, value valuable uh, input that they can use to make it better for next year so you know one thing is pretty universal to get across fair track racing is is nighttime you know the the sun really damages the racing surface uh, and and hopefully we can make it a night race next year now, our home base here is Atlanta Motor Speedway, the refig- uh, reconfiguration, the changes of the track. Um, what are your thoughts on the changes to Atlanta Motor Speedway? Is it something you favor? Is it something you're, you, you're not sure about? What, what, I, I think a lot of drivers have opinions on this. What are your thoughts on the reconfiguration of Atlanta Motor Speedway? Yeah, I mean, the old Atlanta was one of my favorites, so I was sad to see it go. Well, uh, well, Christopher, we really appreciate your time. I know you got a lot going on. You have a few more races to go before we get to Darlington for the kickoff of the, the playoffs. So if our listeners want to keep up with you, what's going on with you on social media, where can they go to keep up with you and, and follow along with how your season is going and what you got going on? Yeah, probably Twitter or Facebook is the easiest. Uh, I mean, pretty I'll, I have all three social medias as well. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, all the above, you can find me on there. Well, uh, Mr. Bell, we really appreciate your time joining us this week on Sunday Race Week Radio. Good luck to you in the rest of the regular season, and definitely good luck to you in the playoffs, and 
hopefully we can talk to uh, talk to you again down the road. Thank you. Have a good day. Hey, listeners, this is Jamie Little from NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, race fans, it's about over. The show is about done. And here on Southern Race Week, available to you on your favorite radio station if you listen to us live today or on your favorite podcast location. Podcast is an easy way for you to hear the show in its entirety, for you to hear past shows, past interviews with legends of all motorsports. Check out Southern Race Week on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Spotify, and, of course, on the iHeartRadio app. And, uh, Alfie, I tell you, another great week, uh, another great time, and I uh, want to thank you for putting, on, uh, putting together another dynamic show and uh, let me be on the show and talk for eight minutes. No problem. And, of course, thanks to our guest, Kerry Tharp, the main man in charge over there at Darlington as they get to the kickoff the playoffs on Labor Day weekend with a a triple header weekend with the uh, Truck Series, uh, Xfinity, and the Cub Series. IndyCar and NHRA are off this weekend, so make a note of that. NHRA will be back in action um, next weekend. And also thanks to Christopher Bell, one of the uh, many drivers who will be uh, participating in the 2021 NASCAR playoffs. So congratulations there to Christopher Bell on qualifying there early in the season. In fact, he won the second race of the year, the Daytona Road Course, so he's been uh, knowing he's going to be in the playoffs for quite some time. So good luck to him and Joe Gibbs Racing, the number 20 machine there in the playoffs. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. Also like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Uh, follow us, like us there. You're always up to date with the latest in racing news, whether it's NHRA, IndyCar, Short Track, or NASCAR. You'll always get information and news right there from our Twitter page and our Facebook page as well, William. So uh, And also don't forget about the podcast, as William mentioned, available for you. On Monday, and while you're there, subscribe to it, rate it, like it, comment, uh, leave all that great information there. And also, the email address, if you're going to reach out to us anytime, is srwradio at yahoo.com, William. Well, until next week, folks, I am William Barber, AKWB. This is Alfie. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) We'll see y'all at a racetrack near you.